Picking stocks and picking horses at the track. Are they basically the same thing? I'm G3, and in this mini-episode, I'll talk to Jordi Visser about why and how betting on the ponies has given him a helpful framework for investing. And after you gallop through this episode, please don't forget to graze on the important disclosures at the end of the podcast. And they're off. We are going to talk about horse racing and trading because they have a very special connection, um, both for you and I think in general at this firm. Jordy, when did you first get into horse racing? My father and mother would take me when I was very young to Monticello Raceway, which is in, in the Catskills. And I'm going to guess the earliest I was there was probably when I was three or four. And then when I probably started to actually pay attention to what was going on and ask my father questions, I would guess I was about five or six. And then subsequently over the course of the next 13 years until I graduated high school, my father owned cheap claiming racehorses. And I got to really understand horse racing at a higher level and probably most importantly, when I was 17 or 18, I got a Commodore computer, and this was my first attempt at coding and putting um, historical data into a composite score, which I would use to rank the horses and then look for value based on that. And a lot of the teachings that came from, from my father, which I still use today for the market, were during that final year of high school. So let's talk about the mental model associated with horse racing and why it helps you incorporate probabilistic thinking into how you view markets. The one thing about when you go to a, a racetrack or you watch the Kentucky Derby, if you get a race program, think about it. It's a data analytics tool. It shows you their prior races. It shows you their workouts. It shows you a bunch of history about them, and it tells you what the expected odds will be on the horse when the race starts. But what it really gets into, and this is the, the reason that horse racing is so important to me for markets, it's not about finding the winner. It's about finding out what you think the odds should be on the horse or the probability of it winning, and then looking at what the market is. And that is the difference, I think, for people when they go through, they analyze a security, they look at it and go, well, I think this stock is great and, and I think they're going to keep making money. But if the stock is already built in the next 10 years of earnings, it's going off as the favorite. And so you have to think of the probability of them not only winning the race, but relative to, to the odds that are on the board. And that's so, the beauty of it. So essentially, you're looking for mispricings, whether they're in horses or in stocks or bonds or any other asset class. Yeah. And the great thing about horse racing is generally there's, you know, like the Kentucky Derby, I write a paper on every year. There's 20 horses normally in the race. So if the favorite goes off at three to one, a very, you know, simple way of calculating um, the probability of the horse winning based on the odds is to take the odds. Let's assume it's three to one. You add one to it. You get four. 100 divided by 4, it's 25% chance of the horse winning the race. So if you think the horse has a 75% chance of winning the race, then there's more value in betting it. If you think it has a 5% chance of winning the race, then you don't do it. So each year when I write it, people will call up going, well, you didn't pick the winner. I go, well, there's 20 horses in the race. If each one have an equal probability, it's 5%. But if you bet something that has a 20 to 1 shot right off the bat, you're at something that theoretically has less than 5% chance of winning. So that's the way the market is. Most people don't think of it that way. They do their analysis. You have to check and see what the odds are on anything that you're investing in. 
many investment managers like to train their traders in the fine art of poker. How does horse racing differ from poker and how is it similar in terms of how it helps you become a better trader? Poker has a lot of good tools in terms of teaching you risk-reward, just like any game theory situation. But there's a bunch of ways where in poker you don't know the actual positioning of everyone. At the racetrack, you know that the most crowded position is the favorite because the money bet on it creates the odds. So you're looking for things that match up with sentiment. So the horse racing has a sentiment side to it, which poker does not have. So you can, you know, go through and try to find behavioral things in poker, but at the end of the day, tells or whatever these are, these are things that are not facts. The fact is the favorite in the race has the most money bet on it. So when you're hearing everyone loves a, a company and you're hearing that repeatedly, that's the favorite. Second thing is, and the great thing about horse racing, you can do all this analysis, which I do for the Kentucky Derby, and then the race goes off and it rains tremendously. Well, that changes the way you're going to bet on the race. Now, that happens in the market. That doesn't happen in poker. And then the final part, which is much more true of the stock market than anything in poker, is you do have people that have better information than you as the better. The companies know where things are. Computers generally will have better information than, than people will to some degree because they're getting information from satellites. They're getting information on what's happening in the economy. At the track... You have the same thing. Um, owners know that the horse is ready to run where it wasn't ready th for the last three races. It's been prepped for this race, and they didn't want to run it as hard because it was coming off an injury. And all of a sudden now its workouts have gotten dramatically better. There's different information. And so in poker, you're just playing a game, and you might have incomplete information. But at the racetrack, there's a bunch of moving pieces that you can look for and spend time changing where the odds don't adjust very quickly. In my opinion, the Kentucky Derby lives up to its billing as the most exciting two minutes in sports. But with poker, it can drag on for hours. And of course, as it relates to the markets, you know, they never end. Is part of the reason why you also like horse racing is you get faster feedback loops. You know, you bet on a bunch of races and you know after the results whether or not your bets were well-conceived or not? Yeah, so I like the analysis portion. So you said the fastest two minutes in sports. Exciting, but yeah, <laughs> the most exciting two minutes in sports. The amount of time I put into the Kentucky Derby is it's hours on hours <laughs> on hours to come up with an analysis that, like I said, if you never pick the favorites, which I generally avoid picking the favorites, it's just the way I was trained, well, if the favorite on average is three to one, that means 25% chance. That means there's 75% chance out of the 19 horses. So even if I equal weight them, I have a less than 5% chance of picking the winner in the race. So you spend a lot of time knowing you're probably not going to pick the winner. <laughs> you're trying to find how you bet on it. The great thing about the racetrack is the element of sizing and timing. It's patience. It brings a lot of things into it, which also fit in with poker. But in poker, it is more of an endurance game. And I think there's a separation between horse racing, which is probably more about investing, and poker, which is more about trading. You have to give up the last hand and move on to the next one. There's a lot of bad beats in poker. Where in the racetrack, you know exactly what you're going to lose. It's very defined. In poker, you know how much you're going to lose, but you think you're going to win. And then all of a sudden, the 1% chance actually happens. So two different games. One more, I would say, trading-oriented with endurance. The other one more investing-oriented with a long-term framework. Have you ever taken your PMs or traders to the track? 
I have never taken my PMs or traders to the track. Would you consider doing that? I have found over the years of bringing friends and people to the Kentucky Derby with me that I tend to lock myself at the table. I've done way too much analysis, so all people want to do is ask who I think is going to win. And then if it doesn't win, they're disappointed. If it does win, they're happy that they won something. I just don't see a lot of upside. <laughs> okay, you've given me the roadmap if I ever go to a, a, a horse race with you. Thank you, Jordan. This podcast should not be reproduced, copied, distributed, or published in whole or in part. This podcast is presented for informational purposes only. The views expressed herein are subject to change without notice. The information in this podcast is based on data regarding current market conditions from sources believed to be reliable. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice and should not be viewed as a recommendation to purchase or sell any security or adopt any investment strategy. You should consult your own advisors regarding business, legal, tax, or other matters concerning investments. Please review related show notes for this podcast and visit www.gweiss.com to review related disclosures and learn more about Weiss.